Okay, good afternoon everyone. We continue in our uh, Seder, our Musar Seder. We're learning the Igeras HaMusar of Rabbi Sol Salanter. This Seder is sponsored. L'zchus l'aliyah b'tarim asamtam l'shloim ben Yaakov and refushleim atadam yichah ben Miriam, shloim ben Miriam, shloim ben Yaffa, shloim ben Lucy. Okay, we're continuing in the, really the innovative perspective of man of Rabbi Sol Salanter, where he begins the letter describing Ha'adam Chavshi B'Demyoinai. Man is free in his imagination, limitless in his imagination. But V'asor B'Meskaloi, but bound by his intellect, his, his imagination runs free. His binding and his chain and his discipline in, is in his intellect. But that has another meaning as well. And that is, while the pull of the imagination is powerful and infinite, the, the binding of the seichel is quite limited. And therefore, it is important to elevate the feelings and the knowledge of the seichel to be on par with the emotion. In other words, man is free in his imagination, but is restricted in his uh, intellect. Now, just to describe how Rabbi Sol Salanter viewed man and therefore the importance of learning Musr, Rabbi Sol Salanter would say, Ha'adam gar im shivim shana, man could live with himself for 70 years, ve'inenu without knowing oneself. In other words, a person could be 70 years old. You can know your wife. You can know your children. You can know your rabbi. You can know your accountant. You could know your gardener. And you don't know yourself. In other words, Lahavdil, Elif Afe Abdullah, George Bernard Shaw said, when it comes to self-deception, every man is a genius. You hear this? You have a guy who's a shoita, gomor, a pessi, a shoita, a fool, stupid, dumb, excuse the expressions, but regarding one thing, he's a goin oilam, and that is, self-deception, tricking himself, making himself think he's much better than he is. And that is the importance of the Avoida of Musar. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter would say, Yesh mehadrin umedaktikin betafel umaznichim esoikar. There are many people who are muhudar and medaktik on those things which are not as important, and they forsake that which is important. That's why Rabbi Yisrael, in preparation for Yom Kippur, he would go around banging the nails of the benches into the chairs so that people's suits don't get torn. Because Rabbi Yisrael would say, davening on Yom Kippur? Okay, it's a drabanon. But making sure that your property doesn't cause damage? That's a da'iraisa. How many things that we're so careful about, whether it's gebrakst, whether it's all the menhage Yisrael she'yisoydoysam, of course, they're so important. But when it comes to other things, for example, kas, eh, so what? So what? I lost my temper. So what? I said something insulting to somebody. While in truth, those are the ikarim and some of the other things that we focus on are not as important. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter would say, Kal yamai amalti l'kbaya yachas shavel chalam His whole life he tried to create an equal playing field of all the Lavin and the Torah. Some people, you know, they grow up in certain environments where 
where they come from, certain things are very important and other things are lesser, uh, of lesser importance. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter worked his whole life that all the mitzvahs and avers should be on an equal playing field. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter would say, Someone who is a Baal Musar, someone who is careful with his actions, is more careful in mitzvahs in a Purim Suda than someone who is thoughtless is uh, what he's doing even on the Ilan Yom Kippur. In other words, Rabbi Yisrael very much recognize the frailty of the human personality and how vulnerable and susceptible we are to self-deception. But Rabbi Yisrael would say that in this world, Ha'adam nimshol man is like a bird. Yes, a bird could fly very, very high. Provided that the bird keeps flapping its wings. The moment it stops, it falls down. Man can soar very high, provided that he keeps on flapping, he keeps on pedaling, he keeps on moving. But the moment we slacken off, the descent is easier than the ascent. And finally, the last uh, teaching, before we get back to the letter, Rabbi Yisrael would say on the Pasuk in Hoshea, Kinar Yisrael ve'oyhaveyo, Klal Yisrael is a youth and I love him. What is, what is Rabbi Yisrael telling Klal Yisrael? It says Rabbi Yisrael, Al kol adam liyos tameh bebechinas nar meslamed. One should always be on the level of a youth. What is a youth is someone who's always learning. The moment we say, okay, yeah, I know that, I learned that, I did that already, as soon as we have that type of attitude that been there, done that, that's the, uh, point of vulnerability and downfall. The reason why Rabbi Shalom loves us is we have a certain attitude that what we're learning is fresh. It's a new opportunity. Okay, so we throw back to the letter. He tells us that the power of the imagination is so, is such a torrent, is such a current, and we are only bound by our seichel, which is limited. Says Rabbi Yisrael, Dimyoinoi moilichoi shoivav bederach the imagination guides him wildly in the path of the dire, of the desires of his heart. Without being frightened of the certain future. Which is, what is the certain future? What is the absolute future that we all have in store? And that is, The time that God will visit punishment for all of our actions with very difficult judgments, we will be rebuked. In other words, there is no way around this. When a person, for a sin, there is disastrous, horrible punishment. We don't like to talk about it, um, especially in this generation, where we've been classified as very weak, but that doesn't, make it that the repercussions have been lessened. And that is, Rabbi Yisrael says, the imagination is so powerful that it will allow us to rationalize and do things despite knowing that a person will face very terrible, torturous fire as punishment. Rabbi Yisrael doesn't mince any words. How does the imagination do that? So, 
Rav Goldberg quotes Rav Volbe in Chelek Beis of the Ali Shor about the power of imagination, citing the Gemara and Shabbos, Kufnun Beis of an Aleph. The Gemara says, you know, one of the most powerful forces in this world, probably the second most powerful urge in this world, second only to the desire for Kavod, is Taivas Nashim. The Gemara says, Taivas Nashim, it is so, it's, it's laughable. Isha, says the Gemara, Chemes Molet Soya. You know what an Isha is? She's a thermos full of excrement. In other words, if you could take x-ray vision and see what's inside of this entity that a good part of the world is pursuing, it's mole davar ma'os ad ma'oid. Upia, the Gemara says, the peh, the mouth, mole dam, it's full of blood. So truthfully, this entity, which is such a desire and such a pull, and how many billions and billions of dollars various industries use to aggrandize and magnify what is known as Tavas Nashim, and how many images and pictures utilize this weakness of man, says the Gemara. Let's cut to the chase. What is it that everyone's running around? A pile of soya and and uh, dam. If you would see, in other words, if you would take a pail and pull, pour into that pail what everyone's running for, a person would be so disgusted and appalled they would run the other way. So why are people so interested in it? Says the Gemara. Ah, oh. uh, Rashi says it's Gezeras Melech. It's just uh, it's Gezeras Hakasav. It's Gezeras Hakasav. It's like a paraduma. That's how much sense it makes. And yet, this paraduma, in other words, if you would think about it logically, it would be uh, almost appalling. It, <laughs> uh, the world couldn't run. If a person would sit down and think about it seriously, the world would stop out. The world would go out of business. There would be uh, that would be 2020 would be the last generation. But so, why are people so hotly in pursuit of this? And the answer is, it's the koyach hademyon. The Yetzirahara has been licensed to blow out of proportion such imagery and such pictures and such feelings as if if you don't pursue this, you're missing out on the best thing life has to offer. So that's just a little bit of a um, taste and a flavor for the power of imagination. Again, this is in no way meant to... Um, to devalue or to lower the esteem of any anybody in uh, um, in Klal Yisrael or in the human race, but we're just reading what the Gemara says. If you would stop and think, the good thing is nobody thinks about it so much. But this is just an illustration. And how does the uh, the power of imagination persuade us to ignore our future? Says uh, Rabbi Yisrael. The first thing you need to know is Bal Yilachid Zar No other stranger will suffer the consequences on your account. You know what this means? We have a we have this notion that not a problem, I'm gonna sin. And then when it comes to the, the self cleaning oven that the sinners are gonna have to go in, I'm gonna call an Uber and pay somebody to take my place in the oven. I don't have to go. Just like everything else in life. Most things in life, you have a big business. So uh, I was in the bank the other day, 
and somebody came uh, to make a deposit with a hundred checks, and they mamish, uh, they didn't look like an oisher at all, they looked like a complete lo yitzlach. So how do they have so much money? The answer is the boss sent them to the bank to deposit his checks. The boss doesn't have time to wait online in the bank and deposit the checks. So that's how people think what they're going to do. When it comes time for the punishment, they're going to stop off by the train station, pick up an illegal immigrant, and send him to the Gehenna in their place. No, 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 says Rabbi Yisrael. Maybe everything else in this world, you could hire someone to take your place. But when it comes to the Oinshim, you're the only one who's going to face the consequences. And apparently the power of imagination has convinced us that somehow we could send somebody else to get it for us. Okay, Bez Hashem, we're going to pick this up tomorrow. Thanks everybody for joining. And uh, Brachavat Sacha, have a great day. Kaltav.